0: All right, hello everyone out there in podcast land. I am Solo Base Fifteen. I am here with my good friend Zareth. We are the Gambit Podcast. We are here to talk about the death of three v three. Hooray, hooray! Zareth, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm feeling pretty good, Solo. I'm happy to be done with three v three for a little bit. I'm also, I okay. So I think I told you this last night at some point or recently, like. Okay, so five v five is actually going to be really hard, because there and you were saying this too. uh, Just the hard part, but like there's going to be a lot of good teams. We're going to have to deal with all the new galactic legends. Like a full like two months after everyone's had them and started developing teams for them. I don't know anything about Sith Eternal Emperor really, and it's going to be tough. Yeah, and in some ways. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy we're doing 5v5. I don't want to do another round of 3v3. In some ways, though, I would love to just stay in 3v3 because I at least have all my teams and all my counters sorted right now.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's, I mean, that's that's the hardest part about this. So we're going to go in. The nearest um, Grand Arena history we're going to have to look at for these people is going to be over a month old, which means rosters have obviously changed. Um, So we can't really take much from the history of the first week. We both have new Galactic Legends that we haven't used in 5v5 yet. It's it's going to be an interesting week. I, uh, I expect a lot of experimentation this week, which doesn't necessarily translate to amazing results. So hopefully the experiments all work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I, I've, gosh, it's going to be so weird. Um, so before we get too far, guys, we're uh, just want to th- throw a, I don't know, a shout out. I. Uh, gosh, I'm bad with words tonight. Yeah, <laughs> some people are going to be like, is he ever good with words? But uh, we're, we're going to do, ha- we're going to have another round table thing that like we did last time, uh it just like in between seasons. So last time on instead of instead of a gambit fight night, we're gonna have all the gambit guys. So that means um of course me and solo and then uh ando and and all and Kleso, whichever of them can come. I think most of them will be there. I know Kleso said he might have something he might have to do. Or he might be he said he he was hoping he could make it. So uh one way or another we're gonna be doing that this coming Friday. So uh, and probably about the same time, we'll probably all have some kind of beverage on hand, and it might get ridiculous like last time, but it was a lot of fun. So uh, if you guys want, we'll be talking about 5v5, and probably a little bit of reminiscing uh, about 3v3 and how we're so glad that it's uh, dying it with fire right now.
0: And I'm so. sure there's going to be a lot of cursing about fleets, so get get your fleet cursing ready, It's Friday night.
1: (laughs) And I I guess on that, on that point too, guys, not on the fleet cursing, uh, I'll leave that to Solo. But uh, if you guys want to give us podcast questions specific to that event, please feel free to do so on our discord server. Um, And I know this is a little out of order, but the way you find our discord server, uh, we'll link it here in the, in the or the chat Oh, it's actually, you don't have to, you can just go down and click on the Discord link in on Twitch. But um, for those of you on the podcast, just go to one of me and Solo's uh, YouTube videos uh, and click on the video description that you'll find a link to our Discord. There's a whole channel to ask podcast questions. Uh, so anyways, that being said... We had a whole season of 3v3 that we just finished up solo. And how are you feeling about it?
0: I, um, I don't, I legitimately don't know. Uh, like you said, I'm used to it now. So I probably am going to miss it a little bit the first week of, uh, 5v5. But at the same time, I'm very glad we're getting back to, what the game is balanced for and we actually get to use teams with full synergy which is quite nice you know
1: yeah it's uh i don't know i i do like the here's the thing this season for me it, it, 3v3 didn't feel nearly as onerous as it has in the past I mean, I've, I've said it before galactic legends makes 3v3 so rough because yeah it, like it, they just dominate so much, and now we have we have how much we have uh, four galactic legends that people could potentially be putting on defense, and they do that sometimes. Like, you don't know how many screenshots people send me via DM of like, look at what my jerk opponent placed, or or like bragging to me, like I th- like they think I would be impressed. They're like, look at this, I put all four of my galactic legends down, and and Darth Revan, her her, you know, like, but you know, it, and they're, they're bragging when they clearly don't have a plan to actually clear their opponent if their opponent goes hard on defense. So like, don't send that to me if you think I'm going to be impressed, but um,
0: <laughs> I, uh, but. yeah. So you and I both do coaching through our Patreons and um, at least three times in the past week I've had uh, patrons not be able to full clear because their opponent just literally, slapped everything on defense and i mean all four galactic legends darth revan gas and jedi Knight luke and it's like so my patrons end up winning but it's a pain in the ass because they don't get the clear and it's yeah great it feels good to get a win but at the same time it's just not the same when you don't get the full clear and it's i mean i just i don't understand it like you had that opponent that did it specifically to you, was it two weeks ago now? just I, for no reason other than to be a dick. Um,
1: just to I, just to create to create hardship and give me as hard of a match as I could have. yeah.
0: <laughs> and with no intent like that, this is the thing. You can set hard defenses and if you can put down th- three galactic legends and still clear your opponent, I'm all for that. Like good on you play that way. And in fact, in five V five, it's a lot easier than three V three, but when you put down everything, knowing you're not even going to try. And the whole purpose of it is to just say, huh, this guy's actually going to try. I, w- I want to screw him. Like that's, that's not sportsmanship. That's not, it's, that's just dumb. Like I don't need a free pass if you don't care, but at the same time, just right have some respect for your opponent um you know oh and
1: yeah you're absolutely right like I I know people were saying because I in my video I was like if you're gonna if you're gonna give uh someone uh, like if you're not going to participate like give them a layup and people were saying like oh you just you do you think you deserve a layup and all this stuff and I'm like no I don't want a layup That is the worst thing possible for my channel. In fact, like I want people to watch me, and no one's gonna watch me do a layup. No, no one cares about that. Like I'll have to just merge that with another video because it's boring af. But you know, what I want is a competition. What I don't want is someone trying to screw me over. So I I don't know how you reconcile that, but
0: I'd rather an auto deploy than somebody placing eleven teams with their best eleven teams with synergy just as nephew. It's, you know, it's in Aldo chat. It's not playing the game. Like you're not actually trying to play the game. You're just trying to be a dick. Um, so, you know, that just, right. I, I, and I find that a lot more in 3v3 um, because people just don't care about 3v3 because it's not a full it's not a proper game mode. <laughs> like, it, it, the game's not balanced for it. And people get that it's not balanced for it. And so they get frustrated, and that's why they lash out, essentially.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing about it, though, too. I It, it isn't balanced for it. It can be really frustrating. Uh, but if you're going to sign up for it, if you're going to actually participate, like... Then don't just go and try to make things harder for people. I mean, I mean, it the it, real life when people do that, they get punched, you know? Right. It, it, it's just like, why were you, why would you do that? You know, like, why, why are you trying to create work for us? Like, <laughs> you're fired or I'm going to punch you or whatever. Like, it, it's, <laughs> it's obnoxious. And when we, but when we play it in Grand Arena, people are like, I mean, and I see this sometimes. I mean, I've seen people in my guild even. They're like, oh, I made Kyber. Now I'm going to make all of my opponent's lives hell. Like, they say things like that because they're just, like, on cruise control. And I'm like, "What? what's fun about that? Like, just enjoying the misery of others, like, watching them struggle. I, I don't... I guess we're in it for different things, but...
0: Why don't you go kick a puppy while you're at it? You know? It's the same idea. Like... <laughs> Right,
1: like it, it, it's just just capitalizing on like people feeling frustrated. Like, if you want to test a defensive team, you know, I guess it's a it's about your intent too. But I don't see I don't see many people with like, oh man, I see my opponent is you know like, I see my opponent is really looking for a tough match, so I'm gonna put all my good defensive teams in there. Like, no, no one says that. They're just like, I'm just gonna make his life hell. <laughs> i't like, uh, like I don't like your motivation here.
0: <laughs> I, do, I do want to clarify because I take complete pride in the fact that seven out of 12 of my um, seven out of 12 of my rounds, my opponent didn't full clear. but I did. Like so that's the difference. I set a hard defense and I take pride in the fact that I wasn't full cleared seven times. But at the same time, every time I wasn't full cleared, I did full clear. Um, and that is, you know, that's the difference between set, just saying F you, I'm going to make your life miserable. And all right, I'm going to try and also just make it hard on you. There, There is a difference.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And someone in the chat just said uh, it's, it's trolling, not quite on the level of puppy abuse, and the, the, I mean, I guess that's fair, but it's uh, also a fair comparison, honestly. So. Right,
0: taking the joy, taking joy in hurting others is is exactly what it is. So it's, I should say, it's probably not puppy abuse, but it's it's human abuse. Puppy abuse is kind of one one step above abusing a human, um, you know. Uh all right why don't we move on to something more pleasant and actually before we get started Ross um thank you very much for the cheers and the gifted subs man truly appreciate it i'm glad uh i'm glad you had a successful season as well so thank you and Thandar thank you for the follow as well um
1: Thank you, everyone. And, Ross, what, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Thank you for the more subs. Jeez.
0: Uh, all right. <sighs> so, why don't we move into the actual news of this week, which thanks to Thanksgiving, there was uh, not much news this week. We did have double drops, though, <laughs> um, which were amazing. It was four days of double drops, and God, I got so much farming done. I, I mean... More, more so on my alt than my main account. On my main account, I'm just farming for the Sith Eternal Emperor Ultimate, so I was just hitting nodes left and right. Um, but on my alt account, thanks to the double drops, I am now going to be farming Jedi Master Luke in probably a day. I, I need one more piece of gear on that account, uh, and it's it's just the multi-tool. The multi-tool. Um and then I'm far- farming Jedi Master Luke. When I was, I was like 50 shards, 55 shards away on Mon Mothma and Chupio, and because of four days of double drops and triple refreshing the nodes, I got there. Uh, it was, you know, I'm I'm loving this uh, four day double drop. How how'd you do on it?
1: Yeah, so uh, similar. I mean. Uh, i've I've said it before that and somebody even asked me in one of my streams how I feel about the double drops and I, I've kind of this cynical response usually about double drops because we get them for like one day and I mean that's great and all but usually that's not enough to really notice an impact like and plus CG has these things built in like the way they they have everything planned out and everything uh, the way they do their gear uh, like if, if they mess up on the balancing of getting all of this, uh, a, a not, you know, getting all of this, uh, the double drops right, and they give the players too much, so to speak, then you just know that they're going to make the, char- the next characters harder to gear, you know, like, like it'll, that, that's just kind of how it's going to be. And so in a lot of ways, I don't really like the w- one day of double drops, I you hardly notice it and it's already built into their schedule so to speak for us to advance that fast for one day, but four days. I mean, it, that's also built in. I'm sure, I'm sure that they already kind of like relic eight's coming. So they're like, whatever, like have all this free, cool gear and shards. We have like, you know, we don't care because relic eight's coming and you're going to spend all your money on that and your resources. But <clears throat> the, the impact it's had on my roster, man, I, so I'm, I'm farming tickets for Sith eternal emperor right now and I'll be able to, without having to spend, I'll spend like a tiny bit of crystals uh, that I already just have saved up, uh, but I'll be able to get him to Relic Seven, like immediately, because I was able to farm all the gear and stuff. And I was able to farm a bunch of gear for other characters that I'm also going to be working on after Sith Eternal. So uh, and my alt has has now like finished a bunch of just random farms that have been kind of waiting. Uh, Gamorrean Guard is now only half is onerous to, to farm, so you'll be happy to ignore that further, but um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I loved four days of consistent double drops, and now I feel all ungrateful for, for all my drops that I have. I'm like, really? I only got one? That was lame. <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: I, I was farming today, and I was like, man, this is going so slow. It was going so fast. <laughs> oh um so along with the generosity uh oh actually with the double drops you know what i like most about four days of double drops what's that you can get two times zero or two times zero still equals zero because over four days it wow. works out that it's going to hit like one day it's very possible to just get no shards when you farm a node over four days, you are going to get double drops on that node. So by the third and fourth days, I didn't see any of those stupid memes or posts anywhere about two times zero equals zero, which, yeah, man, uh, that's my biggest hate of uh, when we have double drops is everybody always makes the joke of oh, two times zero is zero. And it's, yeah, but most people aren't getting zero. So I'm glad right. you had bad luck.
1: Yeah. Like, well, you're being annoying. So actually I'm rooting for you, that to happen to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, there's that, but uh, no, I mean, that's, it, it is frustrating. I always just tell people, I'm like, well, uh, you know, I'm glad you can do basic math. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: You know, cause uh, that's all it is. Like they're, they're just, they're just feeling bitter and I guess I get it. Uh, you know, like it, it can feel frustrating when they see screenshots of people like, "Oh my gosh, I got twenty shards!" and look what I got. All I got was, you know, like a couple of green pieces of gear. Like I, I get that, I get that frustration. But at the, on the other hand, I just I I feel so frustrated by whiners a lot of times. So,
0: I yeah, I saw a lot more posts of holy crap, I just got 16 shards of this character than I did of I only got two, you know? I I saw a lot of happiness out there, which actually made me happy that, um, you know, the double drops worked and actually rewarded the community.
1: Honestly, if they did more of that, like, I... I, They can't do it too often because otherwise people just, like, start being ungrateful for the current drop rates, but, like, it's just it's created so much positivity I think people have been talking so upbeat about this this sort of thing I, I think that that's a great move by CG in general even if it's kind of an artificial gain in some ways but for the things I the reasons I just said like in some ways I, I do think that I do think that it's pretty cool to you know uh, like get people excited but if you feel like you're getting free stuff like you and you and i used to play the afk arena game yeah and i felt like i was getting so much free stuff all the time like they're just like gift here and gift there and you know like and some of it was like we've prepared a gift for you and it was like just spend 25 dollars for your gift now (laughs) you know and you're like no i don't want to spend money for a gift that's obnoxious but uh I always felt like they were giving me a lot of stuff, even though the game was balanced around that. It felt that way. And then it made me want to spend money anyways, somehow. And if they could recapture that, I I just, I don't know. If they could capture that, that like people feeling positive about the game instead of feeling like CG never gives us anything kind of thing. Like, even though it's all manipulation, I, I like being in a game where people are actually positive and feel like they're being given stuff. I don't know.
0: And they they timed it very well of uh, right when they changed the shard drop rate. So you went from getting, you know, say one out of five shard to double drops. You're now or one shard out of five attempts j- double drops when they char- change the shard drop rate. So you're now getting four at, from five attempts. So it's like this huge huge change right right at the start and it really it really gives you that false impression well i guess it's a true impression but that false impression of man these shard drop rate changes are amazing
1: (laughs) Well, well yeah and you're right about that the timing of it was perfect on their end as you say like i they they absolutely did time it perfect because because yeah like i i I went in with my alt. I'm farming Captain Han uh, on Cantina, which is, you know, I, I, my alt doesn't get many crystals, and so I can't really buy refreshes on Cantina that often. So when I w- when I went in, and you know, I had a full stack like 143 or maybe even 144, because I don't log in as often as I should. But when I do log in, and I get that, um, you know, I. I I, I do the full stack and I, it was like, I blinked at first cause I didn't realize the double drops had been activated and the, the already like the double farming thing had happened. So, and I got 16 shards. I was like, that was amazing. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, just that it, it's been a long time since I felt like excited about my luck in this game. Like usually, even if, even if I farm 12, uh, you know, like do, do a refresh and try to farm 12 uh, attempts at some kind of gear and I get 10, it's always tempered by like, how many times am I gonna get zero now? Like, cause the RNG, you know? Uh, So uh, I I always have a pretty even keel, but that was the first time I was like, that was amazing. It's it's a very interesting thing. It made me feel emotions in this game that I haven't felt for a a long time.
0: yeah yeah uh and along with these double drops so that's not even all that they gave us we also got uh the fifth anniversary gift which um so we got we basically got a full zeta including the omegas we got five hundred thousand credits and shipbuilding materials we got a full mark three carbon key a full mark three droid caller stun gun um biotech implant, a bunch of relic materials, and then a bunch of uh, mod slicing materials. I mean, this, um, I was happy with the gift. (laughs) I was happy with the gift that they gave us for the fifth anniversary. How about you?
1: Yeah. So the only thing I was a little disappointed in uh, because they, they have the whole inflation on the, on the shard on the, the shard to shard shop currency thing going um I was a little disappointed we didn't get six clonors chewy shards <laughs> I felt like that would have been a nice touch but I mean that that's not that's not a real complaint. I yeah I thought it was fine. Uh, you know that they can always be more generous if they want to be and I guess that's that's kind of my mentality. I have this weird relationship of like sometimes I defend them and sometimes I'm like can you you can do better. But that, that being said, like, it was all very usable stuff. It wasn't just, I know that when the challenges, the galactic challenges first started and they gave us the Mark IV stun gun instead of the Mark V that everyone needs, everyone was like, oh, are you kidding me? They're so disconnected from the player base. And it was like, for them, they're just trying to not set expectations sky high right away. Uh, and we've, we over-discussed that probably, so we won't. I won't dive into that. But, um, like everything they gave us was something I'm gonna use at some point. And that's a win in my book. Not to mention my new player account oh God. is loving. Like I was instantly able to get, I was just about to finish off my uh, Merciless Massacre on Vader as my second Zeta and immediately was able to put a Zeta onto Bosk as well. Nice. So, I mean, like that, the impact that had on my account, like huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. My main account, the Zeta is just sitting there. Um,
1: I know, I, I put it on, I put it on, uh, what's his name? Sidious, so that I could have an easier time on the on the Sith Eternal Emperor uh, missions.
0: <laughs> I imagine the Zeta is going to end up going on Quel or IG-11. I'm just, I'm holding them to see when the legendary or whatever event comes when that comes. That way I have enough Zetas for whatever legendary character there is. But I imagine it'll be on Quill or IG-11 because, I mean, quite honestly, why wouldn't you do that? And I expect for the legendary, they're going to need to be G-13. So if I'm going to have a G-13, uh, Quill and (laughs) IG-11, the Zeta is just kind of a a duh, like, yeah, you're going to do it uh, type of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, because they're good Zetas in the context of that squad, right? Um, in fact, they're amazing Zetas. So. That,
0: yeah, they they do a lot for the squad. So I plan on applying them. I just I haven't done it yet, just because I want to have the Zeta save as a just in case. Um, because we don't know when the next character is coming out, so I think I have five and a half zeta saved up right now. Yeah, oh, no, five and a half Kithlord. I have two and a half Zeta saved up right now. I have 50, so fifty Zeta mats. Oh, I was so ready to be impressed. Uh, this, <laughs> five and a half would be impressive. Um, well, after
1: a SIF, you just because you just unlocked Sith Eternal.
0: I did so. Sith Eternal got unlocked this week, so there went six Zetas very quickly.
1: Yeah. It's no joke, man. I'm a, I have, I've been, it, it gets to a weird point when you're like, okay, so can I, do I have a Zeta to spend? Cause I need to put one on Sidious probably. And then I need, I need to save six more for Sith Eternal. So after all of that, can I actually afford
0: to spend this? Yeah. Well, that's like on my alt account, I think I'm up at 167. So what is that? Eight Zetas saved up on my alt account, but that's, because I'm going to be unlocking JML soon. So those eight Zetas are going to drop down to two very quickly. And then I think I have two on that squad that is going to need a Zeta. So I'm going to go from eight to zero in about two days.
1: Right. Well, they, they disappear so quick. And I was actually impressed with how fast it uh, accumulated in fact, for me, but uh, anyways, yeah, we're, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for a lot of things in this game. I mean, it's all going to depend on what the new character they're going to release is. There's, we're going to get something soon. Probably something Mando related. Something, my guess.
0: I I expect the week before Christmas. Oh, like right in that range, a week to ten days before Christmas. I I don't I don't know what day it is on the week. Let's see. Christmas is on a Friday. So maybe something on like the sixteenth or seventeenth. God, it's only two and a half weeks away. Maybe that might be too fast. I don't know, because Quill and IG obviously aren't farmable right now, and that is <laughs> so they're either going to become farmable tomorrow or uh, this event's happening after Christmas.
1: Right. Well, and th- and that's that's the question: is what what exactly is going to happen? I yeah. I don't know, the, the, you know the I guess I've been saying a lot of cynical things lately, and I guess I'll just continue that line of thought. And and I'm I'm actually don't know if I carry this opinion. I'm I'm kind of just in the middle here, just waiting, uh, holding myself in preparation. But uh, one way or another, I think. So, you know, they they're not going to have like a crazy fast. They're not going to be like, okay, well, you know, Harip and Farm both quill and. IG-11 in one week and try to unlock this character like I don't think they're going to do that anyways and so like some part of me thinks they're going to wait but the other part of me thinks they're trying to boost their sales before the end of the year because they usually try to do that and it seems like uh, like a Mando character would be perfectly situated you also have to think though too Disney has a large say in these things and they might feel that it's a spoiler to release a character too soon. Like, right. You know, it, like if, 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 for instance, they're going to release Moff Gideon as a legendary or something, I I don't think they will. And I'm, I'm not giving, this isn't spoilers for this current season to be very clear guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, he's, he's been kind of broadcast as the potential protagonist for season two and so if they did, if they did that for him, but he had some kind of weird different thing that wasn't in season one, like would Disney really be okay with them releasing a legendary of that? Not before season ends. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like right after the season ends, probably not. They probably want to wait for a couple months is my guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, they did announce that, um, IG-11 and Quill are going to be in the Cantina, almost as like a Galactic Chase type of situation. Like, you farm the nodes, you also get these characters. Um, I've already started saving Cantina energy. I've had over a 1,000 Cantina energy just sitting in my account now for probably about a week. That way, the second they announce that... I'm I'm just going to call it a Galactic Chase. The second they announce that... um, I can drop a thousand energy just right there without spending a dime. It's all money. Or it's all um, energy that I have saved up now for a week and a half, basically. Um, and hopefully that speeds it along because uh, I do think that we're going to need to farm them fast. It might not be until January when they hit a hard node, but I, I, I do think we're going to be farming them quite quickly.
1: Are they giving us a Galactic Chase? Is that what they said? I don't remember now.
0: Uh, well, it's not technically a Galactic Chase, but it's a Galactic Chase type event where um, they're going to drop on Cantina nodes, they said.
1: Okay, I need to start saving my energy then. I, yeah. I've i been trying to save, so yeah, I, I have enough now. I can get Sith Eternal Emperor up to seven well no problem i was trying to get it so that i could get one other character up to seven without having to worry i guess we'll i'll figure it out but uh yeah i i'm excited to see what's gonna come uh the now no spoilers for mando of course but i i will say that we're we're in kind of exciting times um, Mando has made me excited anyways. I, I guess we'll just say I'm excited to see what comes from it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I my guess is anything from this season, they probably do like what they did last season of uh, wait six months, six or eight months, and then any characters from this season show up like next June or next May, you know, right around that time. Actually. It would line up perfectly with May the 4th if they released this season's characters. True.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Uh,
0: yeah. 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 So that is that. Now, I guess, so final week of 3v3. Um, <laughs> moving on here, we talked about the pattern of people just not caring and setting the FU defenses. What about? Any positive patterns you saw in three v three this last week? I know I saw a bunch of different teams that I wasn't expecting. Did you see anything in this last week that you were like, "Huh, I wish I knew that in the first week"? I don't know.
1: I, I do feel like I feel like week three is the best week for three v three theorycraft because week four, by the time we get to th- week four, everyone's just tired and sick of it, frankly. Uh, so, you know, that, that being said, I, I can't, I don't know, maybe you circle back to me. It sounds like you have an example.
0: Oh, uh, no. I just kind of asked these questions on the fly. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, we talk, I think it's um, helpful. <laughs> you, I saw a lot less of the Bastilla Watt JML team. In the last week, after everyone's, oh wait, my opponent can get fifty-five banners on that, and it's an easy, just long battle. Huh? Maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, I also, yeah,
1: I heard a lot of people speaking about that team in the past tense, like, yeah. oh yeah, my first couple of weeks, I used to use that team, and now, you know, there's a lot, of, there's a lot better teams on defense with Jedi Master Luke that don't involve the annoying timeout mechanic. So
0: right. I also, um, I also saw a lot less of the EP Bastila Malik in the last two weeks. Like, the first two weeks, I probably saw that team 10 times between my two accounts. <laughs> I, well, probably not. Um, Dude,
1: I, I, let me break in real quick, because that... that... I have a kind of funny story. Uh, so, it, we all know Abattoir at this point, or the people, people know the legend of Abattoir at least. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's my nemesis and, and all that. I don't need to go into it. But he, he messaged me with a screenshot of his defenses on his front line for his last match. He said he did the Gambit special defense. Uh, so, what it was, it was the EP Bastila Malak squad and then uh, Darth Revan squad with just like random Sith yeah. attached. And and he I was like, what? Like, what are you doing? And he actually had like a good reason for it. He had scouted his opponent. They don't they don't handle that well and all that stuff. But I yeah. I just had to chuckle. I was like, are you kidding me? Like,
0: <laughs>
1: it, he knew he knew that we disapproved to the point of like he called it the Gambit special.
0: It's <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did, I, I saw a lot less of that in the last two weeks. Um my last my last opponent actually tried to do a lot of interesting things and it kind of didn't work just because my last opponent set the same defense two weeks in a row so I was able to easily prepare for it but I think if it was just kind of on the fly I would have cleared it but it made me kind of sit back and think which which, when you can make your opponent sit back and think, I, I think that you've already started to win because you're kind of in their head and they're not on autopilot anymore. But, um, <laughs> it like, what did he do? He did GK, Rex, and fives, which only time I saw a GK lead th- this entire 3v3. Um, you know, we used to see it in the past with the GK Zaris plus one that just timed you out. This was the first time I saw a GK lead. Uh, I also, what else did he have? He had so back in August when I went up against Gom, one of the times he set Ray Nest and Dean. and that's a legitimately good Ray team. Now I, I used my own Ray, so I was able to <laughs> solo or not solo. I was able to beat it easily because I had Ray, but. That's a really annoying team if um, you're not mirroring it. And then he also said, what was the other one he said? Uh, it was Grievous B2 and Brood Alpha. And, you know, this entire time I've been using either Rex or Finfin Poe to take out general Grievous teams. He made me. He made me use a different team to take out that General Grievous team. I ended up using Gas to take out General Grievous because that stupid Brood Alpha um, really kind of throws off all the counters because you're adding a fourth character to that team, which the clones just cannot cannot handle.
1: Yeah, I week four can actually be some of the most interesting stuff, and it, it sucks because that's the week that everyone's just kind of given up on it and then we don't have 3v3 for a while so we forget about it and so a lot of the new innovations kind of just go by the wayside (laughs) i actually my buddy hens had placed he placed a just a trooper team what was it It was uh veers stark and piet on defense which i mean i like piet on offense just to go with vader potentially but he got in the last week. I think he did it a couple times, and he got multiple holds, like three or more holds, on two matches in a row with that squad. And I'm like, "It's your It's your task now, Hens, to remind me next three v three that that team deserves a look on defense."
0: Right, right. Uh, real quickly, Gum and Operation Metaverse. Actually, T Money was on the stream too. Thank you guys for the raid. Artemis, thank you for the follow. It's good to see you all. And Gum, I was literally just talking about the Ray team that you set against me in August, that uh, Ray Nest Caradoon team, since I faced it this past week. And man, I really like that team. Um, in fact, this past week, I've been setting Nest with General Grievous all week. Just I have L3 with them. And it's gotten holds <laughs> a couple times where they couldn't kill Nest
1: which remember how I, I told you about that team at the very start. I said that I was setting that team and you were like, I don't get it.
0: No, I no that team. I did. I don't get a lot of the things you tried at the start. Um,
1: <laughs> Some of them were bad ideas. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll openly admit that.
0: Uh, yeah. That team though, uh, completely made sense because when I went up against uh, Tibor and you set that on defense against me, I was like, that bastard, I can't use Rex on this team. Uh, or I can't use it well, I should say. I probably could have, but I was like, ah, he's going to make me use Jedi Knight Revan to beat that team. And so I let it sit in my back pocket until the fourth week and nobody could scout it. And then I set Padme in front. I set that team in back, hoping that they would use uh, Jedi Knight Revan on Padme. Cause that, uh, that's what a lot of people have been using on Padme in 3v3. And it it worked. Um I don't know if the trap itself worked, but I at least got holds with my nest on that team. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, when, you, when you're when you facing Tiber with that with that team, uh, you used Jedi Knight Revan, I think, when you faced it. And I was like, it's a little dicey. You, you, could ti- you can time out with Revan against Nest. Like, that's that's actually legit because normally if you have Revan with Bastila Sean, then you can't, because you just reduce her health to one eventually, because you have so much potency. Like Jedi Revan with Bastila has what he gets the meditation and he gets the bonus seventy percent or something. Like he he gets an enormous amount of protect or of potency. So you're reducing her max health because she has the bonus protection, etc. But uh, without Bastila there. If, you're, if you can't time it right with Grandmaster Yoda or your Grandmaster Yoda just doesn't hit hard enough, you can just time out against Nest. It, it's very
0: possible. Yeah. yeah. I, the few times I've faced that team, I've just gotten lucky where my Yoda has kind of timed perfectly with Nest having no bonus protections. Just, okay, goodbye. Um, but you can see, you absolutely see that not working as well as it did.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. It's yeah. So at the very least you're the, my only problem is nest is a team unto herself. And so putting her, the reason I stopped putting her on that team wasn't because I don't think that team was effective. It's just because I like to have nest available for offense in three V three because so many people are able to circumvent her, her stuff on defense. I, I just like having her, you know, I found I found a team to to solo with her almost every single match in uh, both on my main and my alt
0: Yeah, so. well that uh that po vet Han vet Chewy team was very easy <laughs> to nest solo anytime anybody placed it on defense right
1: that was actually something I scouted to see if they used nest that way and then I would place something different right because you know it, it goes from. Stealing hey, they stole four banners. I'm happy with that. Too like, uh oh, my you know, my opponent actually made a one banner up and got a free freebie basically. Like, I'm not into that,
0: so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um that though I did I did like that Poe vet Han vet chewy team. Um but if they keep nest for offense, I do not like it nearly as much.
1: Well, well exactly. And I like that team just because it's hard to it's hard to place a ton of like actually relevant good teams on defense in three V three, you know, without any throwaway squads. So if you can have a kind of throwaway squad that you're like, these guys are predestined to lose though. I actually had someone, one of my school, that squad actually held for me one time this last week. Uh, But I mean, that, that squad is generally predestined to lose, but I mean, I was I consistently got like I, I consistently stole four to five banners with that, that team. And in my opinion, that's, that's fine for just a throwaway squad, you know, that I'm
0: probably not going to use on offense anyways. Right, I'm good with it. Yeah. As your 11th squad, if they're getting 50 banners against it, it's a win,
1: you know, that's a great way to say it.
0: Yep. And it's, and that's one of the, one and frustrating things about 3v3 is that you're placing 11 teams, which means you need 22 teams total. And quite frankly, the quality just starts to drop when you get to teams 19, 20, 21, and 22. Um, and so, you know, if you're stealing 50 or stealing four banners, it's a win. Um, if you are frustrating them with that 19th or 20th team, on your roster it's a win you can't expect holds from every single team not not when you're placing 11.
1: well right i mean and that's that's the thing about 3v3 too that you'd kind of have to just get used to with that mentality of if someone is uh, like if you have a squad that's like your favorite like i placed bosk on defense one time uh this week just to kind of mix things up a little and they just got one shot i don't know what my opponent used but I was, really, I was really hoping that they'd get holds just because it's a fun. Like it was a change. It was like, I I hate, I'm way out of my comfort zone putting it on defense because they're so good on offense, et cetera. Yeah. And so I wanted them to get holds. They didn't. You can't take it personally because people have a lot of good teams in 3v3. Like just because your squad didn't get a hold doesn't mean that, like, maybe that Bosque team was actually instrumental in me winning to being able to hold like my Jedi Knight Luke held a bunch of times because they used a really good team on that boss team that normally would have killed Jedi Knight Luke. So you can't like take it personally that you're a really cool team that you've designed and you know you always get holds with it kind of thing that it doesn't get a hold. You can't even describe significance. All you can say is, I hope they overpaid for it.
0: Yeah, and thank you, Heinzee. Thank you for the cheer. Um... Heinze, what's up, man? Good to see you. And so with that said, like that's the first week. So the first week and the last week I set that uh, CLS on Mothman Cara Dune team. And here's the thing. I, I got a total of one hold on it. Um, but it drew, it drew out Padme. It drew It actually drew out Darth Revan for somebody. So like, it's a team that, just over needed to be overkilled. And I mean, I, I thought it was a good team in my head. It made a lot of sense. Um, and actually I think on offense, it probably would have been better now that I thought about it. Um, but it just, it stole, <laughs> it stole so many good teams from my opponent setting it in the front bottom. that I was like, man, I didn't get a, I didn't get any good defense. And in fact, everybody got good banners against it. But then you look at the teams that they used and it's like, oh, all right, maybe maybe this was actually a win.
1: Well, it, every once in a while, you discover that gem of like people don't know how to react to a team, so they're like, I guess I'll throw Jedi Knight Revan at it, and right. you're like, really? Like that team was worth Jedi Revan to you? That's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like three v three, a lot of team. A lot of times, you can look at it like kind of as a currency, like team currency of like how much are you willing to pay how much are you willing to spend to get this team off the board and then if you run out of currency if you run out of money then you're just screwed kind of right
0: then you you run into a newt watt tank hiding in the back or really watt tank in the back and you just you just lose um (laughs) you do (laughs) that's that's what happens um all right,
1: it happens to the best of us.
0: It does. Uh, <laughs> that's probably a good transition into how we how our weeks went. Um, so both of us were were what nine and O coming into this. Both of us, you were. I mean, you were charging for the top fifty. I was charging for the top one hundred. How how did you pull out in the <laughs> first uh, first match of this week? So my first match. Let's
1: see. I have to pull out my notes here. Um, okay, so he he kind of he kind of did something different, and not not necessarily like different that I couldn't. like he he did the same thing that he always does, but uh, it was just different because I hadn't had to face it yet. What he did was place his, uh, his Ray with the resistance heroes.
0: Which used to be the standard, by the way. That that was the standard back in the last time we had three B three.
1: Right. Well, yeah, it
0: was, and
1: I get that. I just um...
0: I was just saying that as how it's funny that it was this was the standard, um, you know, just the last time we had it, and yours was the only one I saw this time of that team comp.
1: Yeah, well, my my final opponent would have placed it too if he. Well, I can tell you about that later, but he. Uh, so this guy placed the Ray Ray in the Hero Bros, and so you know I, I've been talking a lot about using Ray in the mirror match in three v three because you can get 53, 54 banners pretty consistently, at least in terms of like being able to being able to get. Uh, uh, or sorry, against the Ray Han Chewy squad uh, specifically so um i had to practice it a little bit oh dear lord you guys did a pipe train (laughs) thank you so much guy you You guys are so awesome thank you (laughs)
0: Primaldo, aldo heinz eve ross (laughs) thank you thank you to all of you (laughs) you guys are awesome um
1: so anyways i i've been i've been kind of you know pushing that a lot and so when I had the opportunity to try against the Hero Bros, I had to test it a bunch and you have to do a bunch of different things. And there's way more RNG involved and I ended up getting like a 46, I think. Uh, So not not great banners by any stretch, but other than that, I was extremely efficient. Oh, actually no, I did fail. Thanks to our friend, Fruit Ninja Mike, who just totally, uh, he was like, just take Nest against this team. And I I was actually planning on it anyways. I just like to blame him, but he, uh, it, so I, I jumped in with Nest against a Phasma team with OG Kylo, and that's not a good idea because OG Kylo just uh, can sometimes wreck Nest really bad. And so we did, and I failed that. I felt I felt a little sketchy, but after after clearing the board pretty efficiently after that after two kind of blunders um, my opponent couldn't keep up and i, I ended up winning extremely convincingly yeah, he couldn't he couldn't clear my jedi knight luke in the back so felt good um how did your match go
0: well my hopes and dreams for a top 100 finish this <laughs> this month uh were dashed right away by the vicious combination of mufasa and blade baka um Oh, geez. Yes. Uh, so I went up. For those of you who don't know who Mufasa and Bladebaka are, they are co guild leaders of FC Nova, which is a very strong PvP guild. Uh, I went up against Mufasa. Bladebaka set his defenses for him, um, <laughs> which Blade is a fantastic theory crafting mind out there. Um, and I, yeah, he's, he's one of the
1: best theory crafters in the game for sure.
0: He is. Um, and I actually, so he set this front wall that really had me scrambling for a while. Where up top he had uh, Jedi Master Luke Jolie and Zaris. Down below he had Darth Revan, the CLS 3PO, 2PO team, and Gas. And I, I mean, I stared at that wall for hours leading up to the actual fight. I had Kleso on the stream. I made him go first so I could take another hour to practice because I had no clue how I was going to clear, um, ironically, the gas team, actually, because I didn't have my clones on offense. My clones were on defense. And then by pure divine providence, I was actually watching, I was watching GOM do his attacks while I was also on my stream. Um, streaming so it's probably not the best thing to do but there i was and watching gum out of the corner of my eye and he used what was it uh jedi knight revan gas and jolie to take out a jedi master luke lead team and i was like huh that'll save my jedi master my jedi master luke for gas and so i did it like 15 minutes later and i was like wow that worked okay it, it panned out yeah <laughs> my new yeah my big problem is uh, so I, I ran. You know, he had Supreme Leader Kylo in the back. I had to run a mirror match, and my Kylo lost the mirror match, and so I had to clean up alone Kylo by doing that. Aldo, thank you, thank you. Uh, by doing that, I had to. Uh, by doing that, I had to use. Um, I had to use my Geos on Kylo, and it was an easy cleanup with Kylo. But then Geos were my planned counter to Newt because he had Newt L3 and Watt in the back. And that team is Newt plus Watt in 3v3 is a bastard combination. I mean, I used it, I talked about Newt Watt 3po for months uh, during the first two 3v3s, and it, it was a fantastic team. Uh, Because, you know, there's the slow, there's the percent health damage, there's the turn meter removal, and then you add in a tank that you can't get through because he's R6 and has full defense mods on him. Um, I just, I had no way without my GOs to get through that new team, and it was the only time I didn't full clear or win this season, and it was incredibly, incredibly depressing. (laughs) So there was that um yeah but that's enough of my miserableness uh how did your second match go this week
1: oh man your your match was tough man i, I felt i felt for you uh, and the fact that he actually like took it seriously uh, i think normally he does he just cares about territory wars so <laughs> the fact that as a streamer, I mean that's that's the bad thing about being a streamer is you're kind of high profile a little bit or higher profile I should say, so people people tend to, that they're like oh man normally I would just like lay over and just you know, the, the I'll lay down and just die basically against this this you know superior opponent and and you know because I don't want to put the effort in and I, I get that, um, well, I don't I don't personally get it but I, that does happen and the fact that he, he was like, Oh, actually I know who this guy is. I'm just going to, I'm just going to try to beat him. I thought <laughs> I feel for you. Yeah. So
0: uh, It sucks. But you know what? We talked about the guys that are, you know, set the ridiculously ridiculous defenses earlier. This was not that situation. He d- placed a very difficult defense. Uh, don't get me wrong, but he was able to full clear. He took, it wasn't one shots on my defense. Cause I don't set an easy defense as well. He he did lose to my, a couple of teams on my defense as well, but in the end of the day, he did get the full clear. <laughs> I did not. So, I mean, bravo to him. He played a good, a uh, a good round.
1: 100%. I mean, that's how it works in grand arena sometimes. So
0: yeah.
1: Um you know I, I was sad though that i was hoping you and i could both have a perfect season together side by side but yeah uh, that that being said my um, so you know, i i was i was in new territory for me like 3v3 has not necessarily been my best game mode and uh, you know 5v5 i've done i've done very well and last time in 3v3 i got eight and four which was my worst season uh, the, other, the other, the other 3v3 seasons, I got nine and three. So, and then all my 5v5 seasons, I've gotten 10 and two or better. So I was like, man, I'm I'm right now, even if I lose my next two, I'm going to have my best 3v3 record. But, I'm, you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't just let it down. I couldn't let, uh, I couldn't just stand on my laurels, I guess. I wanted to do as well as I could. And so let's see, this this opponent was actually a guy that I had played before. I tried to contact him. He's good because one of our <clears throat> one of our fellow streamers is in his guild. And so he knew who I was. He knew he could watch me stream if he wanted to. So, uh, you know, like, like last time I tried to talk to him, he said like one word to me and that was it. And that's fine. You don't have to talk to me if you don't want to. But it also means I, I won't, I'm not going to have mercy on anyone anyway. So I don't know what I'm saying, but... Uh, he I I don't know I, I placed placed my defenses he placed his he, he plays different defenses than normal but not that different and I was able to get a really really high score. He ended up struggling and he couldn't clear my back zone again uh, and i I got a very convincing win uh, it was it was kind of gross actually I was pretty proud of it <laughs> so. So I, I was at, at that point I was 11 and oh going and I was, I was going into the finals so exciting times for the man who got eight and four last time solo <laughs> you you were recouping from uh kind of just like I don't I don't know soul crushing loss is kind of a sad way to say it but like it, it just sucked because you were you had built so much momentum you were doing so well and then uh you know uh, as it has happens to great players, sometimes we lose. And what? How, how did you pick yourself up? What What were you thinking about in your well, second match?
0: Well, yeah. Th- so this was our Gambit Fight Night uh, night. Um, and so my opponent, luckily, my opponent placed very similar defenses uh, two weeks in a row. So I kind of knew it was coming. But again, I had to deal with the Bastilla JML lot team. Um, he also put Darth Revan, Vastila, Malak. Always, those two teams were always front and center. He would always have a Ray team in the back, and he did again. He had Frey, JTR, and Baldo. Knowing that, though, um, I kept Jedi Master Luke on offense this entire you know this entire season, um, except for this round because I knew he wouldn't be ready for it. He's the one that I actually switched my General Grievous team up for. Sinoki I know he always used Padme on, or always used Jedi Knight Revan on Padme. So I put Padme down bottom. Behind it, I put the General Grievous Nest um, L3 team. And I also put Jedi Master Loop, Shakti, and Xerx hiding in the back as well. And so I, you know, kind of knowing what was coming, I got 55 against his, his Jedi Master Luke so thank you for the gift on that one um, I so I know a lot of other people have had trouble with the Jedi Knight Luke counter I still haven't lost it knock on wood uh, Jedi Knight Luke Hoda and a tank in this case it was Sith Empire Trooper just because he's Relic 5 now um, and so I, I got through the front zone fairly easily and then I got to the back I did a little ray on ray action for, I think, what was it? 52, 53 banners. Um, and then I easily cleared and he lost my Grievous leaving only nest. So we had to two shot that, and then he could not clear my Jedi master week. Um, so picked myself up with, uh, it was I mean, in my opinion, it's a good win. So I fought, two of his three galactic legends on defense. I also took out a dark Revenant of his on defense. Um, and I did it all kind of quite efficiently. So round two was a win for me. Um, so <laughs> I was now sitting at what 10 and 1 heading into the final match. So yeah,
1: I, I had to chuckle honestly when it, it's, it's like when you lose your first match in in a group, Normally you're like, oh, okay, well at least I'm going to have a, a like an easier opponent than the last time, you know, and and so, so that was probably true for you, uh, you know, probably easier than Mufasa, but the guy, the guy you had to face had to face you, and you're like angry because you didn't have, <laughs> you you hadn't yeah. you, you'd had your perfect season disrupted. Like I just I kind of felt bad for him. Honestly. Oh yeah, it was funny.
0: I completely changed up my defenses too, so there was no way to scout what I was going to put. It's like. Last week, um, when Endall got the uh, the loss last week, and he sent out a message, I forget where we were. Um, uh, I I forget where he said it, but he's like, "That's it, old Endall is coming out now." (laughs) That's exactly how he felt (laughs) after the loss. He's like, "That's it, (laughs) going for blood. I don't care if it's not his fault that I lost. Like (laughs) I'm taking it out on somebody." and so poor guy uh di- didn't get to pull clear <laughs> uh not allowed, yeah, so you are heading into the final match. you're perfect on the season, you are already guaranteed to be three law lo- well three wins better than last time. How'd you wrap up this three v three season
1: oh man, so my group i I'll say this so. My group wasn't the very strongest to start with. Uh, They just didn't have super high lifetime banners. There was a few that were kind of worrisome because they had the trapped in Carbonite title. And so you're like, okay, so if they've done that a couple times and they just missed out on all the banners from a couple seasons, then maybe they're actually, their skill level is kind of equivalent to somewhere in the 500s. That being said, I never had to face any of those guys. They ended up losing on their own. Uh, but the, this this guy, uh, I I was surprised actually. No no offense to my opponent, I was surprised he had won versus the guy that he had been facing. But uh, he he had never made Kyber before, and so immediately I'm like, I don't know exactly what to expect. Like, is this the kind of guy who's going to keep every single thing on offense? Because the thing is, he didn't need to win; he just needed to. Uh, he was in range all he needed to do was clear like three of my zones is all he needed to do so is he the kind of guy who's just going to keep everything for offense and just set like tuscans in the back or or, you know test tuscans everywhere oh they can only be in three places i guess but you get my point uh what's he gonna do is he gonna do that is he just gonna keep playing hard because He has low lifetime banners. He's probably maybe he just is kind of oblivious and doesn't know what's what's going on. And so he's just going to place his same old defense. Is he going to just like take the totally wrong approach and just place everything on defense and try to like force a win against me? I I don't know. Uh, I just, I wasn't sure. So I placed the defense based off of his past defenses thinking if he wants to go full efficiency, I, I'm more than happy to just have an efficiency match for my final match. So right. Uh, so what, what happened, what it, well, especially looking at his past, like he wasn't super efficient on his attacks anyways. And so when, he, when we had our defenses revealed, he had sure enough kept pretty, pretty much everything. He had left some pretty tricky defenses. Uh, and I talked to him afterward. He was saying he was surprised I did as well as I did against his separatists, because he left a ton of different, various separatist teams, but uh, I went through my. So we attacked twice before my match, uh, and then I and then I streamed, did all my attacks, and then immediately after I raided into yours, he started attacking. So I got, I got, I got very efficient banners, and I was actually able to. He placed a weak ish. What was it? It was like Talzin zombie acolyte. So I was able to. There was a feat where we needed to use the all three of Django, Cody, and Rex. And I was like, you know what, I think Django just has this, like, it, it, you know, his, his Talzin and his relic and everything, but the combination of Rex putting up tenacity up, and then Django just being able to set them on fire, like the witches they are, and then just being able to double tap Talzin, like that, that was good enough. So I ended up getting a feat that's pretty hard for a guy at my GP level to get. And I ended up with like, what, 2669, I think was the final match or final score. And his very first attack on me, he failed against my Commander Luke team. So that that already gave me the win. And then he one shot everything else. Even if he hadn't failed on Luke, though, I would have won by, I don't know, I want to say like, 20 something banners so it was a pretty decisive win for me he made kyber though so good on him because i think that that was the right priority frankly i think that was the right move just go full efficiency get that kyber you know get that monkey off your back so to speak and yeah he he had a lot of really interesting things to say about his strategies and how he's like really been trying a lot harder lately and i think that that's the that's the hidden uh the hidden danger in looking at someone's lifetime scores and assuming that you're just going to walk over them because people can just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I like I like Grand Arena. Grand Arena is fun or it's cool or whatever. And I'm going to try this time. And then you're facing someone with, that has traditionally not cared. Now they care. They have the skill level that's way higher than their indicative uh, or their indicated lifetime and it, it becomes kind of tricky. So right. that being said, I'm I'm glad. Man, it was such a relief. 12-0. I got a 12-0 season and I was really hoping I could get top 50. And I'm sorry to say I I'm like number 55 right now after all said and done. And I'm I could potentially move up or down further. Like so, so <laughs> top 50 is not an option. Top 60 still in the still uh potentially a- available though. So <laughs> Anyways, that's that was my long-winded. I got I got three decisive wins in my final week, so twelve and zero. Yay! Questions. Um, and how did you finish your season solo? How was how was it?
0: Uh, so I come off that. I'm now sitting at one and one. Um, and I went up against the guy that. So he does the same thing. Well, he does a similar thing every time. He switched his defenses up a little bit. You know, I already kind of talked about some of the unique teams that he placed. Um, But he always places one hard team in the the back. He always has one hard team. One week, it was the Bastilla Jam, Watt team. One night, or one week, it was uh, the Full Bastard Darth Revan team. One week, it was a Bray team. And so, (laughs) I, you know... It, it was really hard to plan my offense of what's going to be this difficult team because every week it is it, it was something different and you know it's a question of do you keep Supreme Leader Kylo so that if you face that Bastila team you know it's an easy fifty five do you keep uh, Ray that way you can do a Ray on Ray counter do you keep Jedi Master Luke because what I was definitely afraid of was uh, Kylo Daka Zombie in the back, because it's not a hard team to beat when you have Jedi Master Loot. It's actually pathetically quick to beat with a Master Loot. But I needed to leave at least one um, Galactic Legend on defense to make my defense somewhat tough. Um, and so. I put Jedi Master Luke on defense again because it did, it did prevent the full clear the previous week or the previous round. And so, you know, I, I broke through the front zone and it had me really paranoid because I had to use my Jedi Knight Revan, my Jedi Knight Luke, and my Gas to get through the front bottom zone. And, you know, those are three really strong teams. And if he placed, uh, like, a Jedi Master Luke lead, I, I, I kind of would have needed all of those, too. Uh, Luckily, I got to the back. It was only Ray. It was Ray Terra hiding in the back. I was able to use my Ray and got decent banners against it. Um, And then I got to the fleet zone and uh, negotiator is my nemesis. So it's that stupid negotiator Rex and um, ETA team. And I ran that team in arena for like three weeks. And it's not a good team. <laughs> it, it just, it isn't a good team. Um, it is pure RNG. If you lose the RNG, you lose the fight in about 30 seconds. Um, so I went in and listened to stupid little derp. Where is he? Um, <laughs> Ring a scrawny little neck. <laughs> uh, so I listened to him. I did everything I was supposed to. I lost. Um, his ETA went first. His ETA placed buff immunity on my houndstooth that wasn't taunting. So that's well, a 33% chance, a 35% chance. And then his negotiator went first. So that's another uh, 33% chance of all these things happening. Um, so I just I lost on RNG, basically. And I was able to put up a fight was able to take out his ETA. I was able to take out another one of his... Uh, I was able to take out his Y-Wing. I was able to take out his clone sergeant. I just... I wasn't able to finish off the banners. When you start in a hole, when you lose every single coin flip, it's just so hard to come back from it. So I ended up finishing with what? Um, 26-32 as the final... Uh, as the final <laughs> score. And so then... My opponent made me wait so long before he attacked. I was so paranoid because my opponent attacked my CLS team like within the first 30 minutes of Grand Arena starting. And then he didn't attack again until about an hour and a half before Grand Arena ended, which was so frustrating because you know I had the loss sitting on the table. I didn't have fantastic uh, banners at all. And I was just like, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose and then, so he finally starts attacking. He loses to my Darth Revan. I was like, okay, there's a shot now. I have a shot to do this. But I did the math. He was efficient on the other two wins. So I was like, crap, it's, it's neck and neck. I can still very easily lose this at the same time. Um, and so then he stops attacking and doesn't attack for 45 minutes. So I'm sitting there in 45 minutes of total paranoia. He comes back. He takes out my Jedi Master Luke in one shot for, I think, 52 banners. He takes out my General Grievous for 54 banners and I'm like, well, great, I'm losing now. Then he goes up top, he takes out three teams and averages 52 and a half banners on the three teams up top. I was like, God, this is awful. And then he goes up against Rex, Arc, five, Arc and Fives, and he lost and he just stopped attacking, Like, he didn't attempt the other two teams in my back bottom. He didn't even try and clean up the Rex team, which he took out fives. So it wouldn't have been a hard cleanup. He just said, nope, I'm done. And he walked away and I was, like, oh, thank God, I'm not finishing one and two. That's that's all I cared about. When you lose that first match of the, se- of the week, the paranoia that you're going to finish with a losing record is real. It is, it's so real that you're going to, uh, go one and two. Um, so thankfully that did not happen. I ended the season 11 and one. If you had told me at the beginning of the season that I was going to finish 11 and one and that I, it was actually uh, rank wise, my highest finish ever, according to my stats page that did update so that that could be wrong, but um, I am still holding strong in the top 500, uh, even with the loss. So, Uh, you know, I guess I should be happy about
1: it. I think 11 and one, I think anyone in the whole world should be happy with an 11 and one. Yeah. Finish. Like I, I don't know. You get to this point in, you know, like you, you and I generally have pretty good results in grand arena. And so it can be easy to get caught up in this, like the, the perfect season would be so nice to get, and it is, of course, that's, that's what our goal is. But at the same time, we just, you have to think you're, you're gonna lose sometimes. People can't always play perfectly. And there's such thing as Galactic Legends, which are gonna eventually just make things awful for, for everyone. Like it, it's just going to mess things up. You make one mistake and that happens. Like, I, I'm sure that there's a lot of RNG related things that I didn't even notice that would have maybe derailed me from getting 12 and 0 this season. So, you know, there's luck and there's every time you go 12 and 0, there is luck involved. That's, that's just the fact, either it's luck or you've gamed the system to the point where you're not getting tough matchups.
0: Yeah. And you know, and honestly, usually what happens with my seasons are I lose in the first week just because of stupidity. And then I have like, I'll go, you know 9 and 0 for the rest of the week and that that feels great because you're like oh man i have recovered great from that loss but it's this one of just you know the excitement builds when you come into that final week at 9 and 0 and i know 11 and 1 is great like i i'm not complaining about it don't get me wrong it's just you get your hopes up for that um, you get your hopes up when you're 9 and 0 that you can finish 12 and 0 and then and that first battle of the week, it was like, "Oh, just deflate so quickly it's so it's been yeah. happy at the same point it's it was also just upsetting um that it didn't happen
1: yeah uh, so yeah no uh no contest for me i I totally agree with you on that like it's it's just deflating like you want to. You want to win, you want to get that 12 and 0. And you've, if you lose in your first week, then you can kind of just be like, you know what, I could lose in my last week and I'm still 10 and 2. That's pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, and it, but you go nine and 0, you're used to having perfect weeks. You've had three perfect weeks in a row of that season. Maybe, and maybe it stretches back farther. Uh, not only is it just tough to lose as a competitive player sometimes, it's tough to give up on your dreams of having a perfect season and so it's way more bitter to lose in that last week even if it makes sense even if you're like wow that guy is a way better player than me he probably should have won or something like that like you still don't want to accept it though
0: right yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) um all right well so that's our weeks we both had extremely successful seasons um something to be happy about why don't we move into the podcast questions though and start answering some stuff
1: yeah let's do it
0: all right so first question actually i, I like this question because I, we get it kind of frequently uh, if you have a six star gas and no clones built up what teams can you use uh what teams can you put that gas on to trip up your opponent or uh, have them burn a higher team um
1: i mean i know what your answer is going to be so i won't steal it <laughs> all right uh, i do think that even if you don't you say you don't have clones i'm sure you have some if you even if they're like pretty low gear honestly like that general skywalker can do some pretty gross things with clones just in reserve kind of like he you really can even at six stars, like you, you become this threat to be able to kill things like Night sisters, even if you have gear seven clones or gear eight, whatever you have, like, and, and if you have general Skywalker, you should just, just let me prescribe something for your roster without any kind of context whatsoever. You should be working on your clones at this point, uh, at, at some point, like my alt got also unlocked general Skywalker before I had really good clones. And now my alt is almost done with the clones. They're all at relic zero basically, but they're they're relic. They're good enough. I can get them higher if I want them. Uh, and I probably will. But uh, even when I only had gear eight clones, my general Skywalker was doing some decent work. And yeah. so I would say you're not going to kill all the really great teams out there and you shouldn't try, but One of the things that I've learned a long time ago is, like, if you don't know how to use a team on offense and you don't need it on offense, it's not part of your plan and you can actually win without it, then make that team your opponent's problem. Put (laughs) put it on defense and let them overspend or underspend and lose on their own. Like, it's their problem. Let, let, Let it be their headache. If they want to use their commander Luke, let them think like, but I have a relic chupio, why am I killing a relic why am I killing a 6 star general Skywalker with this? And the answer is well, is my is my gear 13 like first order team going to win? No one knows. No one has any idea. There's not there's not enough information out there to actually know what a good trade is and it's not researchable really because most people are going to have their 7 star Skywalker already. So to me, like putting it on defense with some bad clones, like, like that can actually work really well.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> just a quick aside before I answer this, I wish Vertigo, or I should say, derp or derp alt, um, were <laughs> in the because they were making fun of me probably about two weeks ago. Because so my nest, yeah, I have fantastic tenacity on my nest, but I actually have a protection. Uh, mod just because it has something like seven or eight percent as uh, tenacity secondary. And I, I went for the tenacity rather than the health, and so they're like, "Oh, trying to make fun of me for that." My response was literally just, "It's not my problem. It goes on defense. I'm going to make that my opponent's problem. He's still going to have to do something against an R7 nest with 160 something percent tenacity like." <laughs> He's not going to notice the, the health difference. Um, but I, I say that frequently. Uh, it's not going to be my problem. I'm just sticking it on defense for somebody else to worry about. Uh, with that said, with General Skywalker, my answer anytime you have an understar General Skywalker is going to be Padme. It's 10 times out of 10, it is Padme because... That team becomes an instant Darth Revan killer. Um, it doesn't matter if your Skywalker's five star in G eleven. Doesn't matter if he's six star in G eleven. You have a G eleven gas that is modded. You actually have to mod him for survivability, just because of the you know whole G eleven thing. He ch- just transforms that pad making to make them an easy killer, where you don't have to rely on Jedi Knight Anakin you know, uh, applying um, healing immunity on Malik. It's just, nope, I'm gas. I have the mechanic. I'm gonna reduce Malik's health. Good day, sir. Have a good one. Um, so my answer is put him with Padme. I know other people place him with Jedi Knight Revan and do some fantastic things with Jedi Knight Revan as well, but uh, he he wouldn't leave my Padme team.
1: That's fair. Yeah. I like him on Padme, but I saved it for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, all right. Next question. Uh, you guys said that you couldn't think of any non-Force users for Galactic Legends. That was on last week's podcast. Would you consider Jabba? And if so, who would be his counterpart? And I know often the community, there's all sorts of these, you know, quote unquote rumors or, fan built kits for galactic legend java so what is what is your opinion on that
1: i mean i mentioned it a while ago i think java is going to come into the game the the devs have even spoken positively about adding him at different points i i think eventually it's going to happen i think the the momentum of the game is kind of gone like they they've they've been just very slow crawling through the original trilogy and we really haven't hit much on return of the jedi not that much anyways like we got Jedi Knight Luke but it like the the event for Jedi Knight Luke is actually everything that happens in episode five and so I I still think we're gonna get a big push like we, we haven't gotten scout trooper yet we haven't gotten the the various Han and Leia and Luke on Endor and I'm not saying we're gonna get all of those but I do think that we're like why don't we have all those Jabba characters and, you know, like we could have a whole new, like a gangster faction and stuff. I think, I think Jabba would be great. It would be interesting to see if he just takes two character slots. That's something I thought was kind of funny because he's so big, but awesome. I mean, Wampa, they could, they could make him smaller. Like Wampa should be bigger than he is too, but uh, one way or another, like, sure. Like give us Jabba plus like Silicious Crumb for two, character slots or something that that would be fine like have a tandem character but um galactic let so here here's here's my and th- this is just total fantasy this isn't going to happen but if he had a counterpart i would love to get talon card as his as a galactic legend counterpoint like if, if you guys have read the old the old uh star wars expanded universe like the Thrawn trilogy the original one where uh, like Talon Card was the smuggler who kind of took over after, after Jebba died, like Talon Card got most of his organization, but he, he was like a conscientious smuggler. Like, a, you know, he's a really cool character. I thought, I don't know. I've always wanted Talon Card in this game. and I know there's probably not enough momentum from fans and stuff, but that, you know, a man can dream.
0: Yeah. If we're going to start adding huts, I want zero the hut in this, in this game. Oh uh,
1: Lord! <laughs>
0: <no>. <laughs> he, he's the perfect counterpart to Java. There, you know, he tries to steal Java, or doesn't try. He does steal uh, Java's son. Let, let's do it. Um, and just so you know, the huts are 13 feet tall. In case you we're wondering, I just I just saw that while I was googling. I couldn't remember Zero's name, um, but. Uh, I mean, I guess Java could be a Galactic Legend. I just don't... Who would be Java's counterpart? Because they've said that these Galactic Legends are going to come out in pairs. So, who would be his counterpart?
1: I don't know. Uh, I mean, a light side... That, that's why I wanted to do Card, because he'd be like a light side version of Jabba. Like, they, they're both in that kind of world. Um, that, that being said... I don't know what kind of other light side characters uh, like what his counterpart would be I right? people are saying slave leia and i think that's uh everyone knows that's
0: not happening but <laughs> yeah and yeah, that, that won't uh but boosh uh, you know bounty hunter layer right sure i yeah. that would actually make sense and get another leia in the game um
1: I could just see like a legendary for Jabba. Honestly, I I think that that's more likely than, than him being a galactic legend because he's not. He's he's in the outer rim. Like he's, he controls Tatooine. Like yay, you know. He's like Yertle the turtle. Like who cares? You're king of the pond. You're
0: king of a mule. Who cares? You know. Now Hondo should be a galactic legend. He's (laughs) he's everywhere. He was in the Clone Wars. He was in the Rebel era. Give me a good old Hondo, I will take him. and do you remember in kind of this um, data mine was like it's probably about four years old now. there was a data mine with a hondo, and it's so disappointing that he never came. Uh,
1: I, I would take I would take hondo I wouldn't I don't know if he's there's it, not many characters I would call a galactic legend, yeah. frankly He' is not
0: but, a legend but I just want Hondo. When we're talking about scoundrels, give me Hondo. Um, he's, he's
1: coming eventually. They're they're trying to parcel out these last few fan favorite characters, but they he'll come. I'm I'm sure. I'm confident that if the game continues for a couple more years, he will be here. Yeah, he will be here.
0: Uh, all right. So this one is Zereth specific. <laughs> Ooh. Do you talk through each battle step by step because you know it could become an archive for the spreadsheet? Or you do it? Do you do it for the viewers watching the live stream, or at this point is it just habit? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah,
1: I I like to explain it because here's the thing. Like, okay, so there's uh, there's a lot of different streamers and different streamer styles and everything. And one of the things that I value, and I know that you value that too, solo. I I like to kind of teach or whatever like explain what I'm doing as I'm playing not not as like me setting myself above anyone but I mean I know that a lot of people do watch me just because I I am pretty methodical in my matchups and the fact is I do have a I I have a reason for most of the things that I do like and so if I can kind of just explain as I'm doing it uh, there's a couple of good things that happen number one like sure like there's the archive kind of thing. Like people can watch it later and be able to understand uh, what I'm doing. And then it it frees me up from having to answer a bunch of like random questions from people of like, hey, why did you do this? I'm like, we'll go watch the video and turn the sound on. Um, But the other piece is um, I, I like, I do like being able to articulate these things because there's been a lot of times that I've been wrong about a certain mechanic or something. And, you know, people watch me and sometimes it can get frustrating. I have to kind of push aside my ego on this and, you know, just say like, I, I'm not the master of every single squad. Like there are people who are like, I know nice sisters, the best ever. And I'm like, I know nice sisters. Okay. Probably not to your level. I'm probably good at, you know, other squads better than this guy, but uh, I, they have expertise. I can, Get so they're they're like oh all you had to do there you know you said that you did it you did this for this reason you shouldn't have done it for that you shouldn't have do that at all you should do this other thing it makes me make, makes more sense like use Talzin's uh, big assist call so on your final hit so that all all the nice sisters heal up to max health and I'm like oh I had no idea that that was actually the interaction and so for me it's it's just nice to be able to have like in a way it's just communicating just like. Here's what I'm doing, and people can provide feedback of like, "Oh, cool, thanks, that helped," or they can say, "Hey, that was actually pretty dumb. You should stop doing it."
0: Yeah, one of my favorite things is um, <laughs> you and I will do something, and Kleso, since he's usually when we're going, he'll uh, he'll watch it like the following morning, and all of a sudden we get a message in our group chat and it's just be like, <laughs> yep. "Hey, you said you were doing this for this reason. Um, just so you know, that's not true." And it's like. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, but yeah, and actually, so Fortmore is in the chat. Another great streamer, guys. Click on his name and go to his page. Um, he he was actually talking about this earlier today as well. Of When you're live streaming, sometimes you just have to talk. Like if the chat is quiet, and his, his chat's never quiet, um, it's always popping. But sometimes when the chat is quiet, you still have a show to put on at the same time. and sometimes you just have to talk. And so talking through what you're doing is the easiest way if you you know, I, I'm not good at just coming up with topics to talk about just by myself with no other interaction. So sometimes it's just easier to talk through the steps that you're doing and keep the stream going. <laughs> quite honestly, um, it, it gives you something to say. Well,
1: and that's absolutely true too. people watching my streams Sometimes like I'll, I'll start on a line of talk, to- like a topic of conversation or something while I'm in the middle of playing. And then I'll just like cut off. Cause I, I, it's really hard for me to focus on two things. It's nice to actually be able to talk about the thing I'm doing. So I don't get super distracted.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So that leads us to the next question of, this one's talking about fleets, the bane of our existence, uh, or my existence, at least. So what capital ship abilities would you consider maxing out for each capital ship, and which ones can you potentially avoid maxing?
1: It's an interesting thing. I don't know if I'm up to looking at every single capital ship kit, but, um, I mean, in general, I like all of their final abilities. I think that a lot of them will have, like, a pretty forgettable basic Uh, like like well home ones home ones basic you you could probably just skip that um i don't know now now i'm looking at these ships but like in general i I think one that comes to mind and i know that it's kind of uh a lot of people just won't have it yet but the seven star radis having the uh cleanse all debuffs ability transforms the Radis into a much stronger ship at least on offense because you can then go in and get all the buzz droids on all of your ships and as long as you time it well which the AI doesn't really do that well but if you time it well then you can just cleanse all of them away and then it like the the malevolence fleet is just really going to struggle and similarly you can take it into negotiator and be able to cleanse all those dazes like it's a it's a really strong ability. Uh, I would say universally though, I think all of them that I can think of have a really strong uh, like ultimate, their, their final ability.
0: I oh, yeah. don't want to skip that. 100%. Um, I think actually on a lot of the cap ships, it is, you specifically mentioned the home one basic. Um, I think most of the basics can, Kind of, you should never ignore. Like, th- there is no min-maxing fleets. Y- you need to max your fleets basically, just because it's so RNG dependent. With all the ships having the same exact stats, that y- you don't want to be starting in a hole. But if if you're limited, um, m- pretty much all the ships, you you can ignore the basics at the start because how often do you use a basic in fleet? Like, I I almost like- never. Um, so I,
1: I use the malevolence one a lot actually, do you? Um, just to control Houndstooth. Yes, that being said, the, the malevolence one is just extra damage and it doesn't do any
0: damage, even
1: maxed. So,
0: right, it, it's not going to do any ex- huge damage. Actually, all cannons fire on the malevolence. Um,
1: yeah, I, I really like the finalizer basic actually, like maxed out because you call an assist and you're going to call silencer who does a ton of damage. And so the minus 15% damage penalty from that. It's nice.
0: Yeah. Finalizer has a good basic uh, negotiators is what just 30% extra damage. I think I've used a negotiator basic, maybe like once every three matches just because it, it's just not often that none of the other abilities are on cooldown. Um, You know, a lot of of the basics don't get used all that often or don't do that much damage.
1: Right. Uh, Basics, and then, I don't know, there might be a thing here or there. It's like, how often do you use the AoE from finalizer? Like, I I very rarely do. Like, but at the same time, I, I do have every capital ship maxed and my alt will eventually too. I, I do. I have skipped on my alt account. I have skipped the basic abilities on home one, and and on most of them actually. So,
0: yeah. I um. I mean, I at this point I have my ships fully maxed, and I think I have another what 5,300 prestige saved saved up, <laughs> so I can max any new two new ships. Actually, probably three new ships as they come in. Um. I, I just. I don't think capital ships are where you want to min max.
1: Right, Uh, yeah, I agree. Like you don't want to mess around with that too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, all right. So we did have, why is my mouse disappearing? There we go. Uh, We did have one specific in chat question of, do you think mod depth matters more in threes than it does in fives?
1: I would say yes, actually, um, just because. So, so in fives, and I've talked about this before, but it, I don't know. I don't know how much I've talked about it on the cast, or if it's just it, like privately with people. So, I'll just say every team usually has like some kind of a linchpin character that makes that squad tick. So it's like Imperial troopers. You really don't need that grade of mods, except for on Stark. If you put Stark, if you put a ton of speed on Stark, and then you have okay speed on Death Trooper and range, and now I know that the equation is going to change and everything, but uh, traditionally, all you need is really fast mods on Stark, and then the rest of the team, like, you can have garbage mods on them. As long as you have the right primaries, you can just have, like, almost zero speed. Uh, but, But that's a whole team, and that's, you know, that's one team out of seven that you need, or I guess out of 14 in 5v5, in 3v3, you, I guess that squad doesn't necessarily translate that well to 3v3, but uh, every team, you you want one character usually that's going to be a little more transcendent, like a little bit more importantly modded. And so in 3v3, you're going to have 22 teams that you're going to need to mod for, as opposed to potentially just uh, like 14 in 5v5.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that because... There's just so much syner- uh, team synergy in 5v5, and in 3v3, certain factions will still have a bunch of team synergy. Um, but you also see a lot of teams, like I had somebody place a nest lead with, I forget who the other two were, but you you don't always even use a leader. So uh, mods getting them to go are much more important than... Uh, in
1: 3v3 than it is in 5v5 5v5 five, you, five, you can kind of hide your deficiencies <clears throat> behind a couple really well modded characters too uh, it's like you know if, if you can you don't have to have your entire Darth Revan squad modded amazingly fast you only need a couple of them modded fast and then like your Marauder can just kind of hang out with like mediocre mods you know right. like, w- will you benefit from having great mods on Marauder sure but that margin of gain from that, from those having wonderful mods on Marauder, as opposed to putting them on a another lynchpin character on a different squad, like you probably want to be putting those kit those on a different squad and kind of spread that. So, yeah, I that that's my thought.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of, so yesterday, yeah, yesterday I started planning out my five v five teams, and we'll get into this probably on Friday in uh, the Gambit Roundtable. Um, but so I came up with about 17 teams that I expect to use in 5v5. Even though we only need 14, it's always good to have three other backups. Then on top of that, I came up with like another 15 characters that could get use or that I should keep well modded just in case I want to switch things up, you know, etc., etc. So it's about... 100 characters and my job today was to kind of put the priority of characters of who's going to get the important mod like you know who's going to get the best mods down to who gets the 100th best mods essentially and it would be much different for if it was a 3v3 season than if it was a 5v5 season like and i mean much different um because like you said, like HK, he's a great tune, and he does a lot of damage in Darth Revan squad, but I can tell you he's going to be nowhere near the top of this list for my 5v5 season, even though that Darth Revan team will get used every single round. Um, you know, there's just all these characters that's like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're probably the 80th best character here. Sorry. Like, <laughs> uh. I just don't need to mod you well um, because the rest of you, <laughs> the rest of your team is going to do all the work for you. Um, or it's like on my Mon Mothma team, I, I I'm really excited to use Mon Mothma in uh, 5v5. And with POW, with POW giving uh, turn meter on everybody's basic, like you don't need, you put Kara with a ton of speed. I actually have, really good speed on my uh, hoth scout as well to go along with his damage but everybody else is going to get so much turn meter on their basics like they don't need fantastic mods for the other two because they're going to be assisting gaining turn meter and it's like all right yeah you you guys can get my 90th best mod set because pow is there and you've given this fantastic mod set to Kara.
1: right exactly uh yeah i agree
0: um uh, all right so i think that's actually all of the podcast questions which is going to lead us in
1: uh, well, here i have i have a yes or no question you don't even have to justify it i'm just curious do you well first off do you have both uh, of the hk zetas uh i do okay so the question is then this is just for me do you regret that
0: I honestly haven't thought about an HK Zeta in probably two years, so I can't even tell you (laughs) what they are at this point.
1: There. Uh, Hold on. Let
0: me, I don't even, let's see. When HK uses ability, it deals 25% more damage if the target has death mark or fear. I have no regrets on that one. I can tell you that. Um, What's the other one? It's not special. It's the other unique. HK-47's leader is Darth Revan. Enemies with protection up can't gain bonus... No, why would I regret those?
1: (laughs) Because it's cool to hate on
0: them, apparently.
1: I've always thought that they were fine, but...
0: So, I mean, isn't my main strategy when I was running the Darth Revan meta is to fear the entire team, then HK comes up next and throws an AoE and basically eliminates (laughs) three of the five members of that team, and it's like, oh, look, I won. Like, wh- yeah. why would I regret that Zeta?
1: <laughs> yeah, see, look at that chat saying, I regret HK Zetas, they aren't
0: good. I uh, I will, you know what? Uh, increased damage on a team built for fear and death mark is never going to be a bad thing. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> or, or preventing turn meter, like why especially since so many people try and counter with Padme nowadays. And so you're, uh, well, I guess Padme doesn't gain bonus turn meter anyway, but um, yeah, I I don't regret HK status. Now that you mentioned that though, I I think there was talk about that. Like, I remember that when Darth Revan came out and and I was like, No, that seems silly. Why wouldn't I apply these? Now, Bastila Zeta, that's one I would 100% regret if I applied. But I successfully have not applied the Bastila Sean Fallen Zeta. And I... (laughs) You're crazy. (laughs) Have not ever regretted not having that Zeta.
1: Yeah, you don't use your off-meta counters as much as I do. I, I love having that plus 50 potency on Vader. That is outstanding it saved my life so many times
0: i've used vader i've used off meta i mean on my alt that's all i use is off meta counters and i've never used bastila on the off meta counter
1: yeah crazy anyways we're we're kind of far afield here so we can we can debate that maybe uh, the next time i we should actually ask that in the round table we can we, we can should that that be a question that'll be be interesting because people, people always ask me if they should apply their HK Zeta. And I'm always like, I don't know, like maybe. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we've, we both got alt solo and we, we play Grand Arena with them. So uh, you've been having a decent season with your alt and uh, your alt is actually in the 6 million GP range if I remember correctly. <laughs>
0: Now it's over 6.5, because I just relicked Jeez. up all the Jedi Master Luke uh, requirements. <laughs>
1: <That's> sweet. <laughs> so how, how was your final week? How have you been doing, and how was your final week for your alt?
0: Uh, so I came into this week at, what, 8-1, and, um, and I ended up 2-1 this week. So I finished 10-2, which, honestly, I probably could have finished... 11 and one on my alt as well, but I was really busy the second, no, it was um, that Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, man. what when you play two accounts, let me, let me tell you, I had the Mufasa battle that night. So the stream was just longer because I had Klesso on it. and then I I spent all my time planning for uh, that mufasa fight. And so I had no, I had zero time to dedicate to my all. Um, And so I didn't, I didn't, didn't dedicate any time to it. And then I ended up losing to a Padme just because I didn't even make a spreadsheet for the fight, which is why I lost. Uh, I lost to Padme when I could have used my Ray because I had Ray on offense when I could have used Ray to take out the Padme team because it was a top team, I had already seen the bottom back, and I was just—I was dumb. Like I deserved this loss. So I ended up—I fi- finished ten and two. I am perfectly fine with ten and two. I made Kyber without any problem at all. Um, so uh, yeah, I finished ten and two on the all. So how about oh, that's solid. Yeah. How about you? How'd you do? Well, your all is ridiculous. So how'd you do on your all?
1: It is ridiculous. People look at my look at my roster and they're like, "Really? Like, really? You you actually do well with it?" I'm like, I, I, apparently, yeah. So, so let's see. I, I was going into this week. I guess I was at a ninety-two win streak or something. I, I've won ninety-two consecutive. Going into this week, uh, tr- really trying. I, I think I got all of the feats. Done for my alt uh, up to this point. I've gotten full clears, pretty efficient, and I, I was in the, on the leaderboard already. Um, I, I was I was hoping I was really kind of hoping I could give Calvin Awesome a run for his money, trying to get the number one slot. But he's he's just he plans more than I'm willing to do on my alt. So um, he, he was he was pulling ahead of me at that point. And so um, going into going into this week. I wanted to get top ten at the very least, and maybe, I mean, if Calvin Awesome slipped, if he couldn't clear on one of his final matches, which is a possibility because that that's happened to him before, I I might be able to swoop in and steal the number one slot uh, for for myself. And um, so, yeah, I had I had a good week. My first two matches were were pretty easy. They had okay rosters, not great not great mods, and I I just kind of wrecked them i think i failed one of my matches like i i i I had general grievous and failed against geos i got about 20 people telling me what i did wrong in that match so i actually appreciated it and they all had the same advice so it's like good i i think that if that many people are saying i did it wrong and i clearly failed so i did it wrong then uh, it's good to have that advice Uh (laughs) and then so anyways I won those pretty handily. I this whole season I haven't been full cleared on my on my alt uh, not not even close really. Uh, my final match the guy had pretty high lifetime banners. he he changed his defenses. I, I scouted him. Uh, I didn't even scout my second to last guy uh, but I did scout this guy and he did everything different. he he normally attacks within the first hour he like always like clockwork always attacks in the first hour this time he didn't. He plays different teams on defense than he ever has before, and so I still managed to clear. I got the Cody uh, Django Rex Zeta or Zeta uh, feet uh, on that that fight as well, which is such a ridiculous feat for the final week, uh, for the final match. So so obnoxious, but I did get it on my first try. Um, my my the guy placed his two best fleets on defense, which he never does, never ever. I managed to, and and it was a really good iteration of negotiator as well. So my, my malevolence barely squeaked a win in there. And then my Falcon fleet was able to mirror match and barely win that. So not great banners on fleets, but I did get the one shot full clear. And, and then the guy took forever to attack, but I was pretty happy. I was pretty convinced like he's not going to beat my negotiator in the back after putting his crazy good fleets on defense. So uh, as predicted he didn't even clear one of my fleets and he did manage to clear all the rest of my squads which i think is the first time that has happened this season is someone clearing all of my squads uh, not efficiently but he did and uh right now i'm number i'm in number two slot no hope of catching calvin he he ended up beating me by about a hundred and um uh, the guy in the number three slot i'll be interested to see if he passes me or not because he is totally a cheater. Looked at his GAC history and he uh, cheats, uses APKs. So hopefully he stays in number three. Hopefully he gets stricken from it and someone, the number 11 guy can actually get in uh, and get the reward. But as it stands, I, I I think I'm gonna end up at the number two spot. So second place in division two would be pretty cool. One way or another, I'm, I'm almost certain I'm going to get top 10. So, so good good season.
0: (laughs) So you were number three last season, right? Now you're number two and Calvin is disappearing to the depths of the division one leaderboard. So, uh, you know, just saying Zareth, just saying.
1: (laughs) No pressure or anything.
0: No pressure at all. Um, so I'm, well, I'm going to try
1: that. I, I kind of, I kind of approached it a little bit more relaxed than I would need to get number one. So we'll see. And if Lagzilla does choose to go to division two this season, I probably won't try. because
0: that, that will be hard to beat him um, without a doubt. So there are people asking about the cheating. So basically guys, if you miss Zarek's stream, they went back and looked at the SWGOH.GG history and he got perfect banners against, um, against people that he should not have been able to get perfect banners. Like you do not get perfect banners against Han and Chewy. just because Han shoots first. And when you're attacking a team with no protection regen, like how do you finish with perfect banners, that type of stuff.
1: Yep, eg- Exactly. That, that was, that was the, my primary example. There are tons of other ones though. It's like his night sisters consistently finish with full protection and um, even against pretty good squads. Uh, they There's also a lot of matches where his uh, guys will, like one of them will have a little bit of their health gone, but they'll have full protection. And they're not facing someone that would actually hit their health at all, huh. which is a pretty sure sign that the APK has some kind of like protection regen kind of thing. It's just, it's like a program that they use on top of the game to increase your character stats is essentially what an apk is and and, you know it's a it's a known issue people people totally do it sometimes i i have i don't think i've ever actually faced someone who's cheated that i can think of like in territory wars i found a few but it's pretty rare that being said it is it is possible that people do it so
0: i've i've actually i think i've faced two cheaters in the past what, we've been doing GAC for a year and a half now. I, I've faced two cheaters. One, I mean, just blatantly, like, scored 10 banners over the soft backs. And I was not I was not placing easy defenses that could be killed like that. Um, and then the other one, I looked at the GG page, and it's like, oh, magically, you used two fleets to beat my entire fleet or two ships to beat my entire fleet. Yeah, that's that's believable, guys. <laughs> um,
1: right. Well, and this guy, this guy had a, like, he was kind of <laughs> clever about it on some levels. Like, it wasn't easy. It wasn't blatantly obvious. And his fleet battles, especially, like, he dropped some banners there, just to, I think, kind yeah. of try to make it believable. But looking at his lifetime banners and his mods, his Darth Revan is plus 12 speed kind of thing. Right, Like, how was he getting these crazy high efficient scores? And the answer is he is not actually
0: legitimately (laughs) doing it. Right. And that that is the answer. Um, Yeah. All right. So that's the talk of our alts. Um, That kind of leaves us with uh, what we've been doing to prepare for the next Grand Arena. Next Grand Arena is 5v5. Um, what have you done in the last week to sort of get your teams ready?
1: Gosh, I'm gonna to have to remod stuff as well for five. I actually remodded a few teams for 3v3. I'm gonna to try to make a list actually so that next time we go to 3v3, I can make a video or something just saying like, okay, here's some of the things I'm changing, but I'm uh, gonna to need to remod some stuff, uh, including my Padme team. I want her to go back to being fast again. Like, I have some crazy fast mods for her that are basically only good for her right now for what I'm trying to do. Um, I mean, and the main thing, of course, I I got Sith Eternal Emperor, uh, like, I got all of his requirements done. So now I'm farming his, I'm farming tickets for him. I should unlock him either tonight or tomorrow. I don't know. I'm not sure. I have enough to do two of the Tier 3 missions and if if I pass them like I know that a couple really good players have failed them actually in the past so I'm not gonna just count on beating it my first time but if I can get three in a row I should get the unlock either today or tomorrow then all my gear will go on them and then it's all it's gonna I also got Cara up to gear 12 and I I really want to work I have to work on that squad so that's that's kind of the yeah, Ig11, Queel, and Kara are next, and then of course Mon Mothma squad needs needs some love. Gosh, I have so much. I also need Shore Trooper to be modded or to be Gear 13, Sith the or Sith Empire Trooper to be Gear 13. I've I don't know. I have
0: a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. So I I have what I do. Well, I unlocked Sith Eternal Emperor. So I geared him. I was actually able to gear him. Basically, I was able to get him to G13 immediately. I needed an extra. Uh, I just got him to R7 yesterday, um, just because I had none of the stupid. Uh, what is it? The the mod material that you start needing at uh, tier or at R6. I had none of none of the gear for that. So I actually had to farm a bunch of that gear. Um, then I was able to get Grief and Mando to G12. Luckily, all of their the pieces I needed for them could be farmed on dark side notes, which I can only farm to dark side notes right now because I'm going for Sith Eternal Emperor's ultimate. And so both of their pieces that I needed to get them to gear uh, 12 are on <laughs> dark side nodes. So I was able to do that. Um, and that's all I did this past week. This week, there is going to be an extensive, extensive remod of my roster. I'm thinking about broadcasting on Twitch, at least part of the remod to explain why I'm doing, or why certain characters are getting mods. Because how many times have, on our server, somebody has said like, oh, why do you mod this person? This You said that we mod, should mod this person this way. I looked at your mods and it's not even close. And <laughs> the answer is, uh, do as I say, not as I do. And the answer is because when you look at like the entire roster remod and you have a hundred people to mod, when you start getting to that 50, 50th character, that 60th character, sometimes you just don't have the offense sets to give to them. And priorities say that the characters up above get those offense sets. So it's like, yeah, I know it should be offense, but I'm going to make up for it with uh, crit damage at least, (laughs) you know? So I I, I think I'm going to be doing a larger remod and explaining why my mods are not perfect uh, when you look at them, even though I'm telling you to do something. Just don't pay attention to what I'm doing. (laughs) That's, you know... Well, that's the way it all kind of shakes out. But so that's that's what I'll be doing this week in anticipation of 5v5.
1: That's fair. And with that, I think it's about time to wrap it up solo.
0: I I do I do believe so. So, um guys on well we will be back. We started off the show, we'll end the show with this um Friday, we are going to have the GAC roundtable. It will be all the Gambit Alliance guys. So hopefully Kleso, Endal, and Ando can all stop by. We will be drinking. We will be talking about 5v5. And hopefully everybody's having a good time. Um, we will be back for our next podcast next Monday night. Individually, uh, a, the two of us may stream on our individual pages, Mine is Solo Base 15. Zareth's um, is Zareth underscore prevails, X A E R E T H underscore P R E V A I L S. You can find both of our streams that way. Um, you won't need a counter sheet this week because there is nothing to counter, but we do keep and maintain a counter sheet. The link is down below in the description on the podcast and on Twitch here. And uh, there's also a link down below in the description of the podcast and on Twitch to our discord server, which is mostly a grand arena discord server, but you can also make us angry by showing how you, you've sliced up mods that are better than any mods that we've sliced up recently, or just want to talk about territory battles or make fun of derp and the now 75% rule. So with that said, guys, thank you so much for everyone joining us. Most importantly, thank you to everyone that participated in the hype train earlier tonight. It is very much appreciated guys. Um, And yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. think
1: so guys thanks so much for hanging out tonight for those of you on twitch and uh thanks everyone for listening who are listening on spotify or itunes or just on the libsyn website we appreciate you guys and
0: um yeah Yeah. thank you all don't be a dick yeah and remember evil sucks especially this past month (laughs) um but for those of you on twitch We are literally the only game in town for Star Wars Galaxy Heroes, so there will be no raid. We are just going to ride off silently into the night. So thank you, guys. Uh, Have a good week.
1: Have a good week, everyone.